and opinions buried in a box Aboard the ship to keep boundaries and avoid the destruct button Staring at light down a tunnel and I'm avoiding the wheel of a baton On the inside looking outside, on the outside looking in Marooned on a wall between two fields, antithesis to dominion Lies were told to keep secrets and avoid the inevitable one Walk around without a face, bottle up and tell no one This bottle is gonna blow, it'll burst out from the seams Heads in mind for actions that will leave you questioning dreams I was on the inside looking outside, on the outside looking in If you jump from the ship that keeps you, make sure you swim down Inside Outsider by The Dirt and that's the new band that has been formed by my special guest who is joining us live in the studio today the fantastic Leon the Pig Farmer it was great to hear that in the studio live wasn't it? yeah and obviously you are actually going to be performing more so during the summer more festivals are, are, are going on and is that a track that you're going to perform just as a spoken piece, insider, outsider? Yeah, I, d- I do that as a spoken word piece. I normally segue that onto another one which has a very similar sort of um, content, and, and it's that's about life, about hmm. working in an environment that you don't, you're not part of, um, of being part of it, but feeling on the periphery, hmm. and, and doing it, because your hands are tied with gold cuffs, about needing money 
are needing a particular environment to be in to be validated yet you don't feel part of it mm. um, and I think we've all been chained to something whether oh, you're yeah. chained to a desk or chained to a, a relationship or something else where we think we're valid and we think that we're getting something from it but we're really being used and we're actually feeling on the outside mm. so that's kind of the context of what that's about and again at the end I repeat the lines twice oh yeah and so. I think as you say so many people can can relate to that they don't even need to know what it's what it's about to get a, a sense of of what it is about and what it can mean um to them and that's obviously what you are doing with all of your your poetry because I, I I know some of the poems from from the first um, book, talking myself uh, out of trouble, and and one of the ones that that I really um, liked was e- even a monkey falls from a tree, mm. and and I thought and, and that's obviously actually a proverb, isn't it? A Japanese, Japanese proverb. Japanese proverb. Yeah. Saromoki kara ochiru. Yeah, and I love how you just like <laughs> reel reel off the the Japanese. Have you taken to learning a lot of Japanese then? Now that you've got like your Japanese fan base as well, um, I can speak very little Japanese. Okay. <laughs> I started last year getting on a real after the trip before last, uh, really passionate about learning more. Yeah, and then when I released my second book, I found I need to be time and rep- like everything repetition. Mm and it lapsed and then we went back again for Christmas and New Year and I tried to resurrect it I've, I think the problem with me is because I find it so hard there's a lot of other things I can fill my time up with that are easier they come mm. naturally that I've become lazy and my wife who, is, who I know is listening because she so, sent me a picture of the cat listening confused ah. my, my voice is in the house yet the body isn't what's your cat called maybe we can try that where you just like say your, your cat's yeah. name and see hello Billy it. lad Billy Billy Oh, I'd be mad. He's called Billy. He's got three <laughs> legs, no teeth. Um, oh, wow. I, got, I um, oh, acquired him two years ago as a stray. Um, and we so think, in alignment with everything about you, Jack. Yeah, it is. And I, 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 I took a cat in. Um, he had a shaven hip. He'd had his leg removed. And they, they couldn't decide how he had no chip. Didn't know how old he was, and I said I'll have him because my next door neighbour at the time was a dog walker and cat sitter, and they needed a home. And I said, yeah, I've got plenty of time on my hands while I'm reciting poetry or writing lyrics. And, wow! Um, I, I can dangle a bit of string and get him working and get him mobile again. Uh, and we've got him. And now my wife's now I've married and my wife's moved over from Japan. Um, I don't get a look in. Is Literally, <laughs> he literally sits on the lap but he comes everywhere he's at, we, we, we jokingly he's our tour manager he comes in the camper van he'll oh, travel wow. with us and, and we can leave the side door of the big van open and he has no intention of leaving the house he's a house cat now he's adopted you by the sound of it he has, <laughs> he's, he, he's a nice little fella um, and we even think he's going blind now because he's he's sniffing a lot and pouring a lot and he doesn't use his eyes and we've built a little step so we can get on the sofa because he's falling off now oh bless Poor him he's getting on but obviously, when when some sense has diminished, the other sense has strengthened. So it sounds like as if he's he's listening. He's listening, he's to, listening to your voice. Yeah, he's yeah. very hypersensitive ears yeah. now, and is just what you need. Just just and it sounds like he approves. Of well, your... I'd like to think that, but I've I've done some reciting poetry in the living room, and Satchiko's <laughs> got him on his lap, and he just leans back and yawns, and she'll film him <laughs> with that voice in the background, and she's going, oh, "I don't God. think he's taking to this." <laughs> There, there is nothing more insulting as there than, you know, 
yeah, they, they, they can't Mifty yeah. just yawns and just turns its head and licks its paw and decides to clean its eyes rather than being stimulated by my verse yeah my there first, again there's yeah. your humble side coming through because like all that Japanese stuff that you were just saying the way that you like said the um, the proverb I would have thought you were fluent if you'd not gone through all that backstory oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> so it, just, it's, just... it's all an act <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's one line that's been recited lots and, and it, that, that line is in the poem as well so I do recite it quite a lot and it's one of the poems that I perform live quite a lot I do mm. it, it's um, even a monkey falls from a tree and I call it the devil and the monkey and I do it back to back with another poem and um big reveal uh, we've actually written music to these one to this one as well oh wow so it is eventually going to be uh, one of our new tracks will be and I've, um, I've renamed it Demon Seed uh, as the working title of the new track oh that is just a title on a whole other level isn't it yeah um, could we hear it yeah could you we, can could do, we yeah. hear that live yeah because th- th- there was a line in it there about I'm not listening to lies and it was kind of like the way that you said it 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 was reminding me again of like your mental health journey and obviously when you when you go through mental health issues sometimes it's it's the neg- a negative voice will keep repeating in in your head won't it and it's like mm. reminding yourself it's only the ne- the negative stuff is only lies and i'm yeah. not listening to them yeah. that was kind of my interpretation of it you might have had a different interpretation or way about it but that was what i was getting from it at the time but but i really enjoyed it yeah. it is it's how your subconscious tells you one thing which is really ain't what's happening in the real world and, mm. you, and you start believing the hype of your of your mind mm. of your doubt in yourself and it's about not listening to that anymore yeah and literally listening to the supporting people around you and listening to facts and what's going on in the outside world rather than what you're thinking about yourself when you're blind you're self-flagellating you tell yourself you're worthless and you're not capable of doing anything mm. and you've got no place in society and and and, and this stuff and it's like that nah, it's just your head telling you rubbish just don't listen to it mm-hmm. and, and try and get on with life and of course and, and, yeah and, and and don't listen to it and create your own story you can, everyone's capable of it create your own story there's lines in it which I'll, I'll do as well um, which is um, and I can't remember the Japanese um, method of it but it says uh, I'll fill cracks with glistening gold there, oh there, yeah I art, love that there's an, yeah. art, there's an art form in I Japan. know what it is yeah, yeah it's one of my favourite things is, is it wabi sabi what wabi sabi it's, it's about like um, finding the perfection in the imperfect so they'll get these old cracked vases and stuff yeah. and they'll they'll fill it in yeah. kind of thing and just like to embrace where the where the cracks are a bit like sheer on the the wounded healer is like another kind of thing it's like you know yeah. i'm i'm healing from my wounds and yeah. i'm not kind of i'm not ashamed of what's no. broken me no that's it and, and and i talked to a few people and i've, I've got a family relative as well who self-harmed and they've got lots of scars and mm. like, celebrate them yeah if you want to frame them with a tattoo or if you want to put a tattoo around it frame them they're part of your journey they're mm-hmm. not they're not something to be ashamed of it's part of your recovery part of your journey and and, and the same thing it goes with um, with that Japanese art form the glistening gold of a crack highlights that there's fractures it doesn't hide away from the fractures it emphasises mm. it more and, and, and that's one of the lines and, um, and I'll do it now and it won't rhyme as well because I'm going to take a couple of F's and Jeff's out of it, which are live, <laughs> oh, uh, because of FM radio, <laughs> and I'll put flips or something like that okay. in. So, so if you hear a flip or a, an F and a Jeff rather than the real word, then you, you know what I'm actually punctuating and saying to highlight it. Mm-hmm. And I'll do the devil and the monkey. 
I can see a demon with a long leather coat, a red paisley bandana that covers his throat. A tilted trilby eye, trilby eye so vicious, you know he lurks in the corners of my subconscious. He's a waiter to the world of my emotional dysfunction. He serves ready meals for my personal destruction. I've accepted his twisted malevolent suggestion. But then I dined on guilt and a bottle of correction. But when did I let him decide and wait for the bill to restore my pride? The menu reads like an old damaged story with every attempt to remove life's glory. But this is twilight, crazy town. Why should I pay with my voice and sound? And I'll dig deep and I delve for my nine out of ten. It's a three-course thoughts to feelings to actions and then I will win. But then I stop and I reflect. I do not collaborate or even reject. I am intrusive. I ask my thoughts why I do not contemplate or listen to lies. Do they serve you? Do they get in the way? Do they deserve you? Can those thoughts stay? People never be ashamed of what you've done. Be punching proud of what you've become. See, I confronted stories of a tiger and hunter of milk and honey and they made me wonder. A pauper farmer and a broken son, those of wild horses and what the army had done. I will fold paper into fighter planes. These are flying flips to help not blame. I won't let the cash cow grind me down. I'm gonna take back the orb and the thornless crown. I'll pour water on your flames of suppression. I'll pour petrol on hopes if you want to burn with passion. I will restore cracks with glistening gold because we're unique histories, we have a story to be told. Now my reaper, he sits with a rusty blade. He is frowning, he's cowering, and my future is made. This is the message that I will give to you, Saromukikara Ochiru. You see the monkey can fall from a tree, but it's how you pick yourself up and believe. Because I took on the devil. My heart is now presented without a black and tortured soul, and I am instructing Lucifer to go and ride on home. I will unhinge, remove myself from that ebony cross, extract the nails one by one and hold my hands aloft. Come on then, Diablo, let your dog off the leash. I will stare into its gaping jaws and break its frothing teeth. The black sheep finger is burnt and they're still placed on a trigger. You're a darkened silhouette and a lonely standing figure. Come on then, old Nick, I ain't afraid of this. I'm going to grip you, I will choke you, I will silence your snake hiss. I will escort you from the party and vanquish you, because this is my life, and you think you can extinguish my candle in the night. I do not think so, darkened prince, you cannot shine brighter. I'm the fierce dog now, I'm a battler and I'm a fighter, and I will not be imprisoned or suffer in a golden silence. The cemetery gates ripped open, I am going to dance without a shyness. So we can sit here, Baphomet, you've played your final ace. I'm healing, you're deceiving, I will spit in your face. We can sit here now, my anathema, you've played your final game, you're deceiving, I'm healing, this game is now checkmate. Woo. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. It was amazing to like see you perform that. Um, and it, it's all archetypal energy, isn't it? You know, it's like you, you bring up all these, the, the, the black dog, Lucifer, all the, 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 the Grim Reaper, all the themes that, that we know of, and you weave them in, mm -hmm. into you, your, your works. We can all like relate to it. We've all like battled with that at some point, yeah. yeah. And then uh, your Japanese is perfect when you actually do. <laughs> that one phrase, yeah. 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 I can ask for a food and a couple of beers and I can ask for the direction and thank you and pleased to meet you and I can I can get by on little phrases but okay. I need to get more conversational well and you're going to what, nodding in the house yes you do <laughs> <laughs> and the cat as well yeah. does the cat understand some Japanese um, he, he, I, I think he might do because um, every day he has a, a zoom call with his with Sachiko's sister and mum, so he oh, sits wow. online listening to them speaking yeah, Japanese yeah. every day. So yeah, he gets the nickname Goro in in Japanese because Goro is the, it's the growly sound of his oh, growl, okay. the purrs because he's got a very deep 
Uh, yeah. So they, they've got a pet name for him, Goro. So um, that's what Billy gets called when he's when he's on his hour of Japanese every day. Yeah, I need to get that, that gravel vocal from him and, I don't know, incorporate it in, in one of your tracks some, yeah. somewhere down the line. You know, That'd be a good idea, get a, little, <laughs> get a little vocal recording and just put it in a loop. <laughs> Yeah, because obviously that's kind of like in, in alignment with, with your performance. Your performance like gravelly and gritty and then, yeah. you know, there, there, there's your, your cat. So we're going to play um, another one of your tracks now. One of the, the new ones that you've um, sent over to me for, from The Dirt. And this is A Voting Booth. And I guess it's very self-explanatory, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is, is it something that is that you intend to be played for the next election, or have you already kind of given it a bit of a twirl d- during May this year? Or um, yeah, it's it's about people. It's it's more. I wrote it after watching a documentary about suicide post social media right and bullying and trolling okay which i was a, a victim or a victim i was oh, a target you're just telling me about I that yeah. I, was, I was a target of a really mad negative review and and i i thought i'd tell people who give me good reviews that, that, that and let people know that bad stuff does get said but it's how you deal with it um how you deal with internet outrage mm. that it's not it's somebody at the other end of a computer or a phone it's not real some people may have disturbing thoughts and mental illness or they may have particular views about you but that one person which we usually focus on rather than the 99 who've got complimentary things to say mm. about you human it's like we're saying about the lies we focus on the one bad thing rather than the 99 positive I was going to say that life. yeah and I think I, I highlighted this yesterday and brought it onto my platforms and said I'm sharing this because it's what someone said's bad at me. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm a shouty poet. I'm a working class plain English poet. I, I use good vocabulary but I, I don't stick to any form of academic poetry. So certain people and I have been turned down from gigs because of my style who they say I'm not suited. It's about not letting those people um, affect your life, your journey, or your positivity. Yeah. Because if you let that one person affect you, you are not appraising yourself of the 99 people in that 100 who like your art, what you do, mm. and, and, and those people you do it for. So I shared it, I let it out there. But Voting Booth is very much about that. It's about auctioning off the human heart and feeding lies and, and, and creating a persona. And, and, and the song very much builds into some aggression and then distortion at the end. And I, I mentioned the beginning, the middle and the end. And eventually some people get bullied that much and trolled online. They feel life isn't worth living. And yeah. that's, that's a horrible place to be in and it shouldn't happen in modern society. Mm. Social media is a great tool if you use it correctly. Yeah. But when it's used wrongly for outrage and for other things, I think it's this most demonic, horrible place to, to exist. Mm. And, and, and there's, a, there's an element of that about it in there. Um, of people want blue thumbs and hearts, and if they don't get them from a comment, mm, yeah, exactly, it, yeah. It, people, people go on, and, it, and it's they need the dopamine, don't they? they and do. they can't like produce it themselves through their own creativity. They just, they just need the hit from online. Yeah. Yeah, and don't worry if someone doesn't give you a blue thumb from your post, or don't worry if someone on Instagram doesn't give you the heart, or. If it's not personal message, you've posted something, you've not tagged someone in it, they may miss it. It's not a problem, it doesn't matter in life. What matters is the people that are around you. It's social media or unsocial media. So mm. uh, There's a lot of that which goes into 
to that that I feel that people walk into whatever platform they use TikTok it's it's someone told me as a poet going to TikTok it'll increase your platform your awareness I went on it and I ended up more <laughs> spending more time debating and deconstructing arguments with trolls than I did actually spending time on platforms where you can raise awareness oh, so, so I ended up leaving it was like oh I can't be bothered it's um, so I, I didn't do it and, and, and I just think well, if you like my performance just if I'm in your town, come and watch me live. I'm not going to put it online. Yeah. Um, and, I, and it's not a platform for me. Everything's not for everybody. So I stick to the the, the ones for people more my age. But your, your performances kind of, they, they really suit the, the human connection, like the yeah. way you, you the way you perform it. As you said, you've like, you've consciously decided, put your phone away, engage the audience, wake us up, mm-hmm. get it, let us feel the energy. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, you've done incredibly well getting your name out there without the online world or maybe using the online world yeah. to, to its uh, um, advantage. And, and it's like what you say, if you've, if you've not really grown up with the internet from day dot, then, you know, maybe sometimes it is going to be a bit clunky. But on the other hand, I think you're doing a lot more, you've been far more successful in what you're doing in just like four or five years than a lot of people that have got all these online (laughs) um, connections. So, so yeah, when you told me that story before about getting child at the weekend, I was like, oh, God, he's there. He's had like this massive, busy um weekend with these festivals and everything he's got that in in the middle of it and i I just thought it it was kind of courageous and in a way to just like you know get that out out in the air like that and and like repost it whatever you did and say like this is what happened to me kind of thing and i guess that helps it to not kind of like fester in 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 the back of your mind as well it does because it, yeah. it would have done in my personality if I hadn't have addressed it. I addressed the person direct. I said, I will share this onto my platform so everyone can see your thoughts on my creative path. It may help other people like you that would be disappointed if they came and saw me and talk about. But uh, the, the words they used of using PTSD as a cliche and no substance and, and other things, and it, it mm. kind of, um, they, they've not looked into what I do and yeah. they've took it. And that person sat next to me for two hours during a, a performance and talked to me oh. very complimentary. <gasps> so it was very um, hypocritical. It was very tongue-in-cheek that I, I shared it. I just wanted to let people know that bad things get said about me as well as the good stuff, mm. and, and this is how I deal with it. And I'm not shaming that person. Um, I'm not ousting that person. But I get bad things said about me. But I'm not focusing on them. I'm focusing on coming and telling stories on the radio, people at Glangotham Fringe, mm. people at the next gigs, and and letting people know about the records and the music and all the positive stuff that we 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 as a band or me as a solo artist do. And, it, and it's about showing that side because if you if you if you bathe in the glory and hide the negativity, yeah, you are already misleading mm. the public onto who you are. So I'm quite happy to show a negative comment. So people are warned. <laughs> I think your your branding though is very real person. I love to get real people on yeah. on, on on the radio, and I think it, it it's good to like listen to people having a chat with you like like this and other podcasts and that because they can see what's behind the the performance and understand the performance more so and e- even I, I even when i didn't know much about you i thought whoa what a powerful performance even if he is angry or, or whatever yeah. so yeah but let's have this anyway voting booth 
and um, yeah I think sometimes it makes people want to see you even more so they will you know once they you're like oh it's being criticized whatever oh I'm gonna go and see that then yeah <laughs>
was a bolting booth there by the dirt the band that has been created by my special guest one half of it live in the studio with me right now which is the fantastic leon the pig farmer who informs us he doesn't harm any pigs yeah. in the creation yeah. <laughs> of his work i enjoyed that you explaining about the the, the pedal instruments then they, they sound like very physical um instruments they are um Sachiko puts a proper shift in when we do a half an hour, 40 minute set. Um, she works hard. Um, it's it's like we are the yin and yang, the in and yo. Um, she's very serene, calm, head down, baker boy hat on, twisted, playing with strings, playing with tuners, knobs, distortion pedals, wah wah pedals. Mm. And she's got a lot going on. So very it's, focused, it's very I would focused. imagine. She's yeah, concentration levels for her, uh, and, and that a lot with um, a couple of things is why we don't over gig because it it's it can be quite exhausting for her. Yeah, me more so I think physically because I bounce around like a 
yeah, Tasmanian you, you do devil. get very expressive uh, get on stage. Expressive. Yeah. So I, mine's more of a physical exertion, uh, and Sachiko's is very mentally exhausting, I'd say, because she's got a lot to do. She plays what three people would normally do on a stage. So. Wow. So building That's it up uh, and keeping control of these two big pedal boards. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm very in awe of her, very um, lucky um, and uh, to watch watch her when we first started rehearsing I was watching her and I, I'd miss my timing and then she'd look up at me and I'd go I'm sorry I was watching you <laughs> I'm a punter I'm watching you and, and it was like I'm just, like, just turned all these yeah. around for you, for you to do your piece and yeah, now. Uh, come on you join in I'm like I'm sorry I'm just kind of watching how you're playing all these distortion noises like a couple of my favourite bands do uh, but I think that, that that's that's beautiful that you're in awe of her <laughs> and then you work so, so well together and it, it obviously adds to what you create be, because you do have that respect amongst each other. So, yeah, yeah, we do. And I think when we create new tracks, we I will not interfere with the music structure. I give her ideas. I've got this poem in my head. It'll work very much like a song by this band, like, oh, there's a song by Mary Chain Reverence. It, yeah, that really punchy, simple drumming and really good, thick, thick chunky, really good guitars. We, I've got words that'll go with that. So she'll go away and come up with something that doesn't sound like that song <laughs> but it's got that feel mm. and, which is totally different and then we'll go yeah then words will fit that so then i'll build the words in and we'll structure the song and space it out into four or like this one six the one we've had six minutes and and then we'll, we'll create something different which i think is why the the album is that diverse that not it's not a case of oh, all these songs are just um similar and just um a fluid uh, continuum that, that they're all made different that the, the subject matter is different and and the way they were built were different mm. so made to order she sounds like she's your own personal like ai assistant but she's not you just feed in what you want she goes and creates it you add your lyric to it and it's a, it's a fantastic way um to work and just get like a bit of an insight from you on, on how that that yeah. process goes um but like i'm we're really privileged to have you here live in the studio today when you're in between different tourings and different performances. So I want the listeners to hear some, some more of um, your poetry. So when I saw you at, at Word Central, it, it was kind of an, an ironic situation. It was coming up to Father's Day. I think it was the weekend coming up or something like that. But um, you, you were heavily emphasising the fact that in some cases, it, mum and dad are the same. Yeah. Yeah. In my house growing up, mm -hmm. um, my mum was my dad as well as my mum. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was somehow a breadwinner in multi part-time jobs. And she was also the... Um, person who nurtured she was the caring person mm. she was the teacher she was the disciplinarian yeah. she um she did everything and um her with um a couple of uh, friends that, that who were still close friends to me who who babysat if she was out at work or she, or she was having a, a night break or if i was at my, my grandparents um and she, and she did a sterling job and i think like everything as as someone who's got a voice, especially as me being male, and um, that there are other people marginalised in this world, mm. uh, and, and if I've got a platform and they don't 
necessarily feel comfortable i'll give them a voice and yeah especially around the patriarchy side of things but also celebrating a woman who in the 70s was very pioneering to become a single mum the world is very normalized now with single parent families so it's mm. getting better very stigmatized yeah, at that still time. Level. i yeah. was the first kid in our school to have free school meals there right. was anyone everyone was still living in uh, a family and i think now if if we were a family um the more the jobs that my mum had Mm. we probably w wouldn't be far off using a food bank like so many families need to do now yeah and and that is so wrong in society and because mm. we were very a low-income family living in a in a council house my biological father didn't want to contribute he gave the minimal that the court told me at to mm. and i found this out quite early on with my mum having to go to court and then what my dad gave me because eventually when we became teenagers i saw the the checks that she'd get monthly and it was next to nothing it mm. was and, and for him to totally disassociate from his family and not become even a weekend or part-time parent mm. which i've got friends who are admiral admirable parents fathers who have a week with their kids out of two and it works or they'll see them every weekend and it works mm. and they've got a very good functioning part of their life whereas i never had that so that that did come out a bit in my therapy uh, of why i was always a people pleaser and why i was always trying too hard um, and i guess um that was because of a level of abandonment sure um but rather than wallowing it i celebrate it now and there's mm. no point wallowing on the abandonment you celebrate the, the person who who was there who no, knuckled down yes and grafted mm -hmm. to ensure that i did have football boots that i did have enough money to, uh, pocket money to go and get a bit of vinyl records but also mm. taught me in my teenage years that if you want anything you, you've got this but if you want the next level up football boots you can go out and get a little part-time job yeah. from. and and she supported that so um and she still to that extent does it now with her grandkids so and she's the most welcoming open doored person who gave me that ethos and that personality that if anyone's in trouble you give them a lift and you give them an ear and if they need a bed they've got one or anything like that so i learned quite a lot from her of, of how she was as a person hmm. um, and that, that, that's beautiful and i think as well you know it, it strikes me i always think about like all these different things that, that you've gone through you've not really ended up that bitter i mean like some people would just be like you know li leave me alone just like but you kind of like you keep giving there, there is more to, to share with people you whether it's sharing your experience and making people feel not so alone or weird with it or just kind of like supporting them in in various ways it's uh, it's very commendable that you know you still have that about you after your experience with your dad i mean did, did you ever get to have a conversation with your dad about abandoning you so to speak i got a chance to familiarize with him mm. and it's in the poem to some extent that i built a bridge and i walked over halfway which i did i ended up having to knock on his door and he lived in the next few right. I, when i um came back from the army i'd saved up enough money to buy my first house and as it happened my parents were leaving the pub business and they moved into it to look after it for me because i was still in the army in the right. mid-90s i knocked on his door and told him i was moving around the corner oh wow uh, uh, around the corner from him yeah <laughs> two streets away <laughs> within six months he moved house um, mm. he sold up and moved to the other side of the next village town along so actions speak louder than words they you do. know and then he moved further away um right I still keep in touch with one of his sisters, one of my aunts, who's very, I'm still close to, um, and she's beautiful. 
and, and she understands the frustration of him that he's never pulled his socks up mm. and he's never pulled his weight as a father mm-hmm. um, and that's not something to focus on anymore no. I'm a 52 year old bloke um, it, mm. it's not about feeling sad that you never had a dad growing up I've got a brilliant stepdad who my mum met when I was in my early to mid teens uh, and uh, like all probably step parents you don't warm straight away because you wonder who's coming into the house of course yeah. but within a couple of years I realised he, he's such a sincere and lovely man and my mum and him are still happily married now what would it be 35 years on mm. or something um, longer and me and him are good mates now yeah um, and we've got a very good relationship and uh, we, we have done for years but I think more so especially in the last five years although we, I'd let him in and he was my stepdad and I'd called him Ken um, I always referred to him as my dad and so yeah. he, he, he knew well he earned that right from you obviously because yeah, he stepped up but, but being a dad is more than the DNA isn't it it's more than it the biology yeah, yeah. it is mm. and and he, he had two sons um, he lost his wife and we became a four kid family me being the eldest my biological sister the youngest and then two younger step brothers who are my brothers that we refer to each other as brothers we don't call each other step brothers brilliant and yeah. um, we've been together now for what would be 35 years plus now I think my youngest brother was six seven when we met and he's well he's born in 77 so he's getting on to what 45 now a bit right bit older. okay yeah so yeah and it goes to show you as well that the the issues were obviously there with your <laughs> biological dad it was it was none of your faults i think you know people always think when when their dad kind of abandons them in one way or another oh it's my it's their natural thing oh it must be my fault or yeah. my mum's fault or whatever obviously you know you've processed all that you know that the issue lying with him yeah. all the time and I think you know there's something of a liberation about that as well and that you reached out to him as an adult and and tried to make amends and I think there's a certain level of and I've, and I've met it and, and this poem although some of my poems men middle-aged men come up to me and go wow you're talking about my life on this one I do get a lot of women coming up to me who've said I have laden with so much guilt because I took my kids away from the father who probably did some not nice things mm. to them or wasn't compatible and they carry the guilt of taking the stigma of a single parent family on yes but what they should remember is that as a woman they're getting rid of that structure of um enforced patriarch and they are becoming independent and they're taking back power of their mm. lives mm. and that should be celebrated not the fact that there's any guilt from taking a father away if he's not good enough to step up to the yeah. plate there's more guilt than staying in the situation isn't there exactly and suffering in in a volatile environment yeah so I I I said to anyone that this poem is not just about my mum it's about my story but it can resonate with a lot more people and my mum I'm sure she did and she's mentioned it a couple of times that she probably had guilt but she couldn't give us everything but she gave us enough yeah and, and what she gave us was a lot of morals a voice and she gave us that kind of life oh yeah memorable one it she's was given you bad. such inspiration as well look what you've converted yeah. her love into yeah. you know so it's something that's going to help hundreds of people if not thousands so so yeah I'm, I'm excited for this i want to like try and get at least two poems in for you and maybe your, your last track as well okay so. okay She brought me in at the pink light. She comforted my first booze puke. She put food on the table and she then stood in his shoes. She made Christmas special, birthdays, Easter too. Summer holidays were memorable. But where the hell were you? You see, she was the best job juggler. 
She was a spinner of fragile plates. She found money to save up so I could join the 80s craze. My first football boots and my educational uniform, but her greatest gift was for me to be vocal and never to conform. She stood proud like a lioness in a jungle of hopeless fools. She built a council castle so that I could rule. She knitted my social awareness. She supported me vinyl survival. She even bought me a book on the birds and the bees through blindness or just sheer denial. She then created a suit of armour and a viking shield to cope. If I swore or I was a bugger, she did wash my mouth with soap. But she nursed and then she built me and she let lessons teach. And when I boarded my first train for the army, she was there to weep. But you. I only remember you vaguely. It's like a distant ghost. But it's when I look in that mirror that I am haunted the most. Now it's like a seven year itch, but only one that you were allowed to scratch. I was branded, discarded, put onto your reject batch. But I built a bridge and I walked over halfway. You morphed into Usain Bolt as equals, I couldn't make you stay. So I walk with a ghetto blaster, cause I know it's not me to blame. You skull can hide in your Walkman world, moving house couldn't hide your shame. I'm a vintage corduroy baker boy, you're a kiss me quick mess. I'm a velvet collar crombie, you're a rubbish rain mac at best. I walk in Dr. Martin's, you're no better than a hobnail boo. I'm tailored in Mr. MacArthur's tartan and you will not fit in my birthday suit. Because I am a true reflection of this protective peridot woman. Without her loving safety net, the words would never be woven. Dennis, you are a menace. Elizabeth is my queen. She has always been there for me. You've been nowhere to be seen. Dennis is a menace and Elizabeth is my queen. My stepdad walked up a thousand steps. Dennis, you don't even make my dreams. Thank you. Wow, so powerful. Great to see that performance from you again. Leon, we've got 10 more minutes left. Wow. <laughs> this two hours, it's just like gone like Flying. that. Because <laughs> you've got so many different creative outlets and stuff to, to talk about. Um, but before we get another poem for you, um, just want to emphasize that the fact that um, Levy Punk Fest is, yeah. is going on. Um, Starts Friday. Yeah, and I arranged to have you on the show before I knew about this, but this is perfect timing. Anyone local to the Klondike can see your performance. How do they get tickets? How do they... Um... I think if they go online and look for um, Levy, with one V, Levy Punk Festival, Levy Punk Weekender, um, they're definitely on Facebook and they're definitely on Instagram. I think they have ticket links on there of how to get them, or I'm assuming unless I'm correct otherwise you could probably pitch up on the day and get entry there as you walk up the street before you get into that lovely big garden area wow okay you do enjoy um, mixing up the, the venues and the locations that you perform in don't you because you were yeah. telling me that you actually performed in nature just recently around here as well yeah as we came out of lockdown a friend of mine who's a musician who lives locally we set well he set up um, what three words things and we went into the um, the woods just down the road from here. I got off the train station, walked down a little bit, um, and just on the other side of the road, Stockport Road, that, that that big wooded area where there's nature reserves. We went in there, set up a little fire. We um, got some um, tree stumps, log stumps out, and we created a little jamboree, for want of a better word, with acoustic musicians and spoken word, and people came down with lanterns, a bit of food, kept socially distanced. <laughs> As we were still instructed, but we could meet in public in small numbers, and, um, and we had a little outside gathering, and it was great. 
DIY. Uh, yeah, about. no, that, that that's beautiful. And I think like for for you, I'm I'm assuming that till you decided to start the band and stuff, that must have been a very frustrating phase of time because you're such a powerful performer, just in in his prime, just getting going, and then that was when it was pulled back from you. Yeah, it was quite frustrating because I'd, I'd started around the, like I said, it was about four years ago I started performing. Mm. And then uh, up until the lockdown, which came in in the March, didn't it? The following mm-hmm. year, I, I got a good trajectory and I got a lot of bookings and I was starting to create the music. So that would have been the next progression, probably six months down the line or when Satch could come back. So it was all going to go on. But then, like I said, the rug got pulled and we didn't have to do it. So that's when I decided to put it into literacy form and do a few little zoom up online gigs. I did one every so often or I got involved with open mics that were still running online. Uh, and I did a bit of that to keep the stimulation and creative writing going. Mm. But I, I spent a lot of the energy getting a lot of the words into book form. So my energy was going into that side of it because the performance wasn't there. I think it's given you a lot of fuel though to just like perform more so and do more since that, you know, it's almost like as if that, that time that you were you were pulled back from it not now there's no stopping you yeah exactly it could happen again tomorrow it could happen next week mm. so i just think while i've got a currency while i'm current while there's a level of people that want to hear the words let's get out there and share it and have a good time because i don't know and we don't know when or when this train's going to come to an end or when it's going to next be told stop so I, i'll just keep on going and enjoying it mm. um, as long as i don't burn out which I don't think there's any any uh, fear of that happening I've got, I've soon. Got, I've got a few, I've got energy to burn. I'm like a staffy with a ball. I run around all day. Um, it's great. I, I love it. So a lot, as long as it continues, I'll keep going out and plugging words and positivity and helping the marginalised. The world needs it more than ever, you know. Th- things are getting worse instead of better. It so, is. you know... All those people that can't express themselves properly, they start trolling people online or whatever, but you you are the voice, you are explaining to people how to express, and I think people just get a lot from that. Um, so it's been great to, to have you on the show today. I wish you all the very best for your um, festival, for Lev Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should play out now with Crying Out Loud. Do you want to tell us a little bit um, about this? That is more what we've just talked It's my political frustration. It's how we, at this moment in time, the young, uh, we see what happens in other countries that they take to the streets. We need more of a voice with what's going on in the current political climate where we're told lies, we've been told things that were factually incorrect and we've we've, we've got ex-prime ministers getting investigated. Hmm. We should be angry, not with each other, not for someone that speaks too quickly like me at a poetry event. We should be directing our anger to other areas of authority who who should be told no more. And that's what I'm crying out loud at as a, as a middle-aged person. I'm yeah. like, come on, let's let's join forces as, as a big unit. We, we can stop this mm. and let's do it because I'm quite happy to give it a voice. But as a one person, you can't turn it around. There are a lot of other people. So let's stand up. Let's be proud. Let's, let's take on yeah. the, the corrupt systems, the people who give contracts to their mates, the people that are stopping people fleeing war-torn countries and criminalising them it's it's all wrong in my eyes mm. and let's not spin it as a media hype and make these people villains they're not so let's praise people let's get behind people 
and for crying out loud let's stand up be proud let's let's crack on and, and solve this problem great words yeah great words to end on and the dirt the the album what's the album called because it's available on Bandcamp now if anyone wants to, to yeah, hear the rest of it it's called Agitator <laughs> uh, uh, which yeah. is what I am a little bit of one um, it's, got, it's called Agitator you can get it to stream on our Bandcamp page The Dirt 71 you can get the CDs off us we do have it for vinyl which you can order through me on any of our socials or you can go to Golden Believers Records who is our little DIY label and they will post you a copy out with when funds are exchanged so yeah we've got vinyl we've got CDs we've got downloads brilliant it's a good album <laughs> 44 Wonderful. and a half minutes of wow. craziness <laughs> Thank you so much, dear listener, for listening. Thank you, Jack, Leon the Pig Farmer, for being my special guest. Two hours just went like that. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for listening for people out there. This is Crying Out Loud. Have a great week. I've been Ruth O'Reilly. Been delighted to keep you company.